0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Bad on Paper podcast. I'm Olivia Mentor. And I'm Becca Freeman. And today we're talking about what hyped products are worth it. So these are the things that you've seen all over Instagram, that you've seen your favorite or least favorite influencers advertise or use or shill. (laughs) And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the products we've used, the ones we like, the ones we don't like, and why.
1: But before we get into it, I have something that I do think is worth it, not just because it's a sponsor, but also because I genuinely really love it. We have a new sponsor today that we're so excited to tell you more about. Newly is our new favorite clothing rental subscription service. Bad on paper listeners can get $20 off their first month at newly.com. That's N U U L Y. That's newly with two U's with code B O P 20.
0: All right. So getting into highs and lows, I think we should start with yours. If I had a drum, I would do a drum roll, although I do not know how to do that, but I'm doing that emotionally. <laughs> Tell us you're high.
1: I've been keeping a secret, and you may have already seen it on Instagram. But I sold my book.
0: I'm picturing all of the bottom paper listeners, including me, doing like a virtual stadium wave right now. Oh.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I this happened I don't know it's been happening kind of over the course of October but I'm so so excited my book is called The Christmas Orphans Club it's about a group of four friends who are all alone on Christmas for different reasons and have built a tradition of spending the holiday together having these fun and somewhat unexpected adventures it's coming out in fall 2023 which is just around the corner. I don't know what else I can share with you at the moment. Oh, I, I started a newsletter. Oh. It's going to be not that much content. So I think if anything, you will be underwhelmed with the volume of email as opposed to overwhelmed. I promise not to spam you. But I thought that would be a good way so people can sign up. And when there is a Goodreads link, when there is a pre-order link, I can make sure that you get that. And I don't know. I'll figure out a newsletter strategy. So there might be some other fun things there, too.
0: Oh, I see, I knew about the book news, but I didn't know about the newsletter, so I'm excited. I mean, I'm obviously excited about both. We've been talking about this a lot off podcast, but yeah, I'm so happy for you.
1: My friend Lydia, who works in book marketing, and I don't know if she's going to be the marketer on my book, but she basically like made me sign a blood oath that I would create a newsletter list when I told people about my book, so this is me living up to my promise to Lydia. Look at you go. Look at me go. Yeah. I'm so excited. I like. I fully... I don't know. I feel like I keep waiting to wake up from this dream or get run over by a bus like Regina George. Like it just feels too good to be true. I am just like Disney princessing with like little birds chirping above my head as I walk down the street. I'm so excited.
0: I'm excited for you. And it's been really cool and inspiring to just see like this whole process unfold over the last year. So, and beyond that, when I saw you were writing the book on Instagram before we even did the podcast. So, It's really cool. And I yeah, the next year is gonna be fun. I look forward to cheering you on along the way.
1: Thank you. You've been, I mean, you've been such a great source of motivation and commiseration. I can't even tell you having somebody doing this at the same time who I can just candidly text and be like, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. I don't even know what I'm (laughs) texting about has been so helpful. And also you've been such a great cheerleader. And Olivia sent me flowers when the news actually happened and I don't know. I feel like a big pile of teary mush after <laughs> the past few weeks. Ah, oh, Well, you
0: deserve it. So soak it all up.
1: Thank you. Tell me your high.
0: My high is not as exciting, but it is something that I am excited about. It's kind of like this thing that I had click in my brain this past week, and I thought I would share it because I've been thinking about it a lot. And I thought if I had like realized this or made this connection – earlier in my life. It might have helped me. So maybe it'll help you. Maybe it won't. I don't know. Okay. So for some background, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I used to in my life have this like white knuckle death grip on food and exercise and dieting. And I Spent many years just kind of silently telling myself, like, why can't you just figure this out, Olivia? Like, why can't you wake up at five, run five miles, cut out bread, cut out dairy, weigh yourself every day? Why can't you just do this? It's not that hard. Find the willpower within you. Then you'll be rewarded by being skinny and people will think you're successful and pretty and all those things. Eventually, I just realized that it was not sustainable because I could never keep up with those standards and I would inevitably just feel immense like failure and shame when I couldn't. I had to let that go. And so it took many years of like letting it all go to get to the point where I finally feel this sense of like true peace and joy and freedom around food and exercise. And even on days when I don't like how I look, which is often because I'm a human being. But over the past, like 2 weeks to a month. I have finally realized that something I have done is since I've let go of that grip, I've kind of replaced it with work. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I I don't know why I have not made this connection sooner, but it is almost like a point by point thing. I think I've even said on the podcast before like I just don't understand why I can't like hack it. Why I can't like figure out my schedule or figure out my workload or figure out a balance where I can just do all the things, never get distracted. And I would have like the same conversation in my brain almost, you know, like, why can't you figure this out? Why can't you stay off TikTok? Why can't you do everything and be successful? Like, it's not that hard. It's not rocket science. It just led to the same feelings of shame and guilt. And I just, I don't know, I made that connection recently and I was like, oh, I had replaced... This constant chasing of being skinnier with this constant chase of like making more money and being successful and having more money be the equivalent of being successful and all of that. so I don't know like that realizing that in the past couple weeks has been something that's really impacted me because I've finally been like, oh, okay, I <laughs> this doesn't align with my values as a human being, even though. I'm sort of chasing this and thinking like, okay, if I say yes to everything and I make more money, then everyone will think I'm successful and worthy and all this stuff.
1: Um, When in reality, like,
0: I don't want to live like that.
1: (laughs) You said earlier in your high that you want people to perceive you as pretty and successful. And that's always how I perceive you. And I'm not just blowing smoke. So thanks. I, I think, you know, even without that hustle, that like, that pressure on yourself, like you already are. This is really reminding me of, I was trying to search it while you were talking and I couldn't find it. Do you follow Nedra Tawab on Instagram? Yes. yes. So she had something in her story the other day. I think she calls them Nedra nuggets, which I think are so cute. That's like such a <laughs> cute name for something. And I'm going to like paraphrase this probably poorly, but it was something about Hustle culture and how hard people work. And it was part of it, like a sentence of it that I just stored in me was the goal is to get to the finish line with your spirit intact. Hmm. I don't know. It stopped me in my tracks finishing or doing something great or, you know, doing all the things. It isn't the goal in and of itself. Like the goal is to do that, but also to do it with your spirit intact. I feel not that my spirit isn't intact, but I feel like I was just telling you before we started podcasting after I sold my book, like for the past two weeks, basically, I've just, I've been taking time off and, and just, I'm waiting for my edit letter. I don't have really anything to do and I'm just doing nothing. And I never let myself do that. And I have this weird sense of guilt about it. And Mm. I don't know, I'm just thinking a lot about how in 2023, it's like, how do I create more balance? Cause I feel, I feel some of the same patterns that you were, you were talking about that like rings really true to me. And it's like, How do I do the things, but also arrive there with my spirit (laughs) intact and not depleted? Where it's like, cool, now we need to take off however much time to refill my batteries.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, it's like I was thinking when I was like having this realization, one of the biggest things that helped me kind of break out of the cycle of like constant dieting was this realization that there was no number like there's no there's no weight i was going to get to and i would be done like it it would be a constant lifelong mission because it was inherently based in me like not feeling worthy or okay as is and it, and it, i realized it's the same thing with money like there was no there's no number <laughs> you know i guess my goal like going forward is just to do things that make me feel fulfilled and have that be the goal. And being able to say no is a privilege, right? So I hope I can keep that in mind. But anyway, thanks for listening to that whole spiel.
1: No, I, th- I think it's such an interesting and powerful reflection. Thanks. Big magic has been helping me a lot. Oh, that book. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend to everyone. Becca was totally right. D- don't give me any credit. I mean, Elizabeth Gilbert is just a goddess
0: just so good. So good. It's been so special to me.
1: But yeah. Any lows?
0: No, that's that that experience, that realization has been like a low and a high. It like yeah. challenged me and made me be like, OK, I have to change some of my behaviors. And also, I felt excited about how life will look differently going forward, knowing this, I guess. I feel like we're doing good. We're in it. This is such. A
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't have a low. I'm only highs. I'm I'm riding this one for a while.
0: Good. You should. Forever. Forever and ever.
1: Well, before we get to talk about products, let's take an ad break. I am very excited to talk about a new sponsor today. Today's episode is sponsored by Newly Clothing Rental Subscription. So Olivia was already a fan and a subscriber, but I'm brand new to this service and I am so impressed with my first order. So first of all, I haven't experienced any of the inventory issues like I have with some of the other subscription services. I won't name names. I got my first order, and of six pieces, four of them came new with tags. And all of the clothing is so cute. It really feels like, okay. it feels like being able to walk into an anthropology or a free people, just grab six items off the rack, wear them, and then just give them back at the end of the month.
0: Genius. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. I am a newly user and lover. It is an incredible service. I got one in my delivery last month that was new with tags. And when I went to look it up because someone had asked what the brand was, it was $575 retail. Wow. Like, wow, I feel very fancy. And then I'll just send it back. And anyway, it's great. So here's how it works. Every newly subscription includes your choice of any six pieces that you want to rent each month. They carry thousands of styles from more than 300 brands with sizes going up to a 5X plus maternity. They carry labels like Selkie, Farm Rio, Free People, you guys know I love Free People, and more. I love Newly for the day-to-day, but it's also so amazing for vacations and events where you want something new or you want to experiment with your style a bit, but you don't necessarily want to buy a whole new wardrobe and drop a ton of money on something you're only going to wear once or twice. I just wanted to plant this seed because I know I have a bunch of holiday events and trips coming up that I'm going to need to get dressed for, and you probably do too.
1: They offer fast-free shipping and returns and professional cleaning, so there's no laundry to worry about. And you have the option to buy what you love, sometimes up to 70% off. And I definitely think I'm going to be keeping this rainbow cardigan that I got in my order. Not the same one that Olivia's been wearing on Instagram, a different one. <laughs> And this year, they also have a new gifting offering. So, if you're looking for the perfect gift for your sister or your bestie, you can gift one, two, or three months of newly.
0: Newly has been such a fun way for me to experiment with my style and to try out new trends without any of the guilt of those only wore it once impulse purchases. Newly is already a great value at $88 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BOP20. Just go to NUULY.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BOP20 at sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's NUULY.com, Newly with two U's, with code BOP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes.
1: All right. So we're going to be talking about some internet favorite products. And before we do that, I just wanted to give a little disclaimer because I don't want anyone leaving this episode feeling like, oh my God, if only I made more money and could buy these things that were going to recommend, although not all of them are recommendations, I would be so much happier. Buying and having more stuff does not make you happier. So take all this with a grain of salt.
0: None of this is going to change your life, no matter what, no matter how great we think the product is or you know the ones we don't think are great. They're not going to make you into an entirely different person. So always good to keep in mind.
1: Yes. So We had two standouts. We put a call out on Instagram, and Maddie gathered all the responses, and two of them came up by and far the most, which is very convenient because Olivia has tried one and I have tried the other. Olivia. I've actually tried both. Oh, you have? Yes, I have. Interesting. First up, Stanley Thirst Quencher. Olivia, is it worth it?
0: I have a lot of thoughts here. Okay. So throughout this whole episode, I'm going to obviously be completely honest about the items that were gifted to me and the items that I have received as part of a partnership. This is one that was gifted, but I was not paid to endorse at all. I had seen it all over Instagram. For those that don't know, this is the gigantic water bottle (laughs) that has the handle and fits in a cup holder and a straw. It's huge.
1: And it's insulated, right?
0: It is insulated. So here's where I net out on it. I love mine. I have like a light green color. It's really fun. I really like the handle. I like being able to just sort of sit on the couch with it and just kind of carry it (laughs) around with me. It's weirdly satisfying to use. The cons of it are that it's very heavy. Like Mm. heavier than you would expect. It's not, you know, it's not like a dumbbell or anything. But it is pretty heavy. So if you're looking for something lightweight, maybe not the best – It also, it it keeps drinks cold. I haven't tried it with warm because I can't imagine ever drinking that amount of coffee at one time. 40
1: ounces of coffee.
0: (laughs) I mean, I probably would drink that, but just something about it, just that's too much coffee in one cup. And it doesn't stay as cold as like a Yeti, for Mm. example. So my ice will melt over time and stuff like that. But it does keep it cold. Overall, I think the price makes it worth
1: it. So, it's forty dollars. You didn't pay for it,
0: no, but I think that's reasonable for what it is and given all the other given all the other sort of insulated cups on the market, I prefer it to my hydro flask, which is another product that people requested. so make of that what you will.
1: interesting. I have gotten so close to ordering this so many times most of the time I've been foiled because it's out of stock all of the time, yeah. And I can't get myself to pull the trigger, but I've gotten real close. It, I think you'd like it. It's it's definitely
0: my top water bottle. Okay. Okay, so let's talk
1: about the second
0: one, mm-hmm. the Dyson Airwrap. It's a bit of a higher price point.
1: Yeah, so this one is $599 for the set that comes with the dryer, the curling rods, the brush. Top line reaction, maybe it's worth it. I don't think okay. it's a yes or a no. I like it. I think it's way overpriced. If it is going to break your budget to buy this or stress you out to spend this much money on a thing, which totally fair, you don't need it. If you're somebody who loves beauty products, has a lot of disposable income, Sure. It works. It's it's not a matter of functionality is why I'm on the fence. Just so fucking expensive. And there's some other cons. OK. So I bought this myself with my own money. I bought it last winter. I like the hairdryer. I feel like I have much less hair shedding with it. Like it doesn't, it's like very gentle, which you wouldn't necessarily expect from watching people use it online. It looks like it's going to be like a vacuum that sucks your hair out. And it's very gentle.
0: Yeah, it's better for your hair than some other drugstore alternatives.
1: Yep. And I really like the curling rods, which almost mimic once the curls kind of fall a little bit or you brush them out, it really mimics like a salon blowout where somebody does the thing with a round brush and twists it and and gives you those curls, which I don't know how to do at home. So I really like the effect. The downside, I think there's two main downsides in my opinion okay hit me first one it's bulky and it makes no sense to travel with so if this is your hair routine and i travel quite a bit like i don't it doesn't make sense to lug this thing and all its attachments or even just a few attachments wherever yeah. you're going in a carry on suitcase it has like its own like like hat box thing <laughs> yeah but even just the blow dryer attachment the curling right. attachments like the brush attachment, like even just to bring like a few, it takes up too much suitcase space. It's, it's dumb. a lot. It's I've a done lot. it before and I'm like, this is dumb. The second thing is that I do not find that it protects enough against humidity the same way that another styling product does. So I can use it in the winter, no problem. But in the summer or when it's humid, I need like a, another heat tool to seal it in or else I just become a ball of frizz. Okay. So I I really like it. I like the look. I don't know. I'm middle of the road. Where are you? So I actually went to
0: the first launch event for the first ever Airwrap with Sir Dyson himself.
1: Sir Dyson is sir he a, Dyson is he a knight? Is, is he British?
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, and he's this really lovely older British man. I've seen his
1: commercials. I. Uh- <laughs>
0: It sounds fake. He like walked on stage. It was like a bunch of other he's like, welcome to to the new Dyson. And then there's like a promo video. Anyway, I received it as part of that event as a PR gift when I was a beauty editor. And I used it a few times. My main issue with it was that I loved how how it looked when I spent the time to use it. I loved how my hair looked. It fell immediately. Like you were saying with the humidity. For me, it did not hold a style, but I think something important to consider is if you have very fine hair that doesn't hold a curl well or a blowout well, this is not going to change that. (laughs) It's it's still going to be the same thing. So when you watch all those TikToks of people with like the perfect hair and they use their air wrap and they look like, you know, a model, it's because they already have great hair. So, but it does do a good job. So yeah, that's, that's me.
1: Are you a a no or are you a middle of the road? I can't tell.
0: I think I'm a no. I I stopped using mine. I gave it away. But I do really like the blow dryer part of it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So I am personally a no. However, if I had really gorgeous hair that held a curl super well, I think I'd get it.
1: Okay. Okay. So let's move into the beauty category, which I think is where we got the most – submissions.
0: I'm so curious about this first one because this is a skincare product I've seen everywhere and never ever tried. So please tell me all your thoughts about Augustinus Bader skincare.
1: Okay. So I was gifted this because Grace truly does love this. I don't think she's blowing smoke. She used to have a PR contact there. I don't know if she still does, but anyway, I got gifted a bottle of the rich cream. Their two signature products are like the cream and the rich cream. And the rich cream is for slightly drier skin. Retails for $280. I paid $0. This is, in my opinion, in no way worth it.
0: That's so expensive.
1: It's really beautiful packaging. I could tell literally no difference. And, you know, I am not somebody who is a skincare aficionado, I could tell absolutely no difference with the product, the application, or the results than I could with like a cheaper cream. Okay. How long did you use it for? I used the whole bottle because it was $280 cream. I needed to, you know, finish it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. People swear by it. I could tell no real difference, would never repurchase this with my own American dollars. That's a lot of money a lot of money a domestic plane ticket yes (laughs) okay
0: that's fair that reminds me a bit of la mer which i i've used before and i had a similar experience with like yeah it felt nice
1: did it feel nicer than 60 dollar cream
0: no it didn't feel nicer than skin food which is my well maybe it did it's a little creamier and skin food is more like skin
1: foods like paste i use that too as a moisturizer sometimes but i don't know the application (laughs) processes
0: (laughs) it's the best but yeah okay interesting Okay. I think that's a fair take.
1: Next on our list, you've tried the Necessary Skincare line.
0: Yes. So full disclosure, I've been gifted this, and I did partner with them. And I partnered with them mainly because I tried their lotion, which you've probably seen everywhere, and their body wash. And I was actually most excited about the body wash. And... It's nice body wash. I don't think you need to spend your money on it. I don't think it's worth paying like more for that body wash. However, the lotion is truly as good as everyone says. It is before I ever partnered with them or anything. I put it on my gift guide I did last year And I've had multiple people message me and say, I tried this, I was skeptical, and now I can't try any other lotion. And honestly, it is really that good. I'm not even really like a lotion person, a body lotion person, but it is the fastest absorbing, just most pleasant body lotion. However, it is not a pump. It's a twist-off cap. Oh, don't like that. And I hate that. (laughs) So... That's my only negative. I also really, really, really love their body serum, which is more expensive. The lotion is $28. I think that's totally reasonable for the quality of the product. The body serum is $45. Really nice. I've been using that every single day. So for me, the body serum, the body lotion, and necessary, totally worth it. Great presence. I'd probably skip the body wash personally, but it's still nice. Moving on to Charlotte Tilbury products. I've used a few here and there, but do you use the flawless filter that everyone talks about?
1: I have used it. I would say in general, Charlotte Tilbury products are worth it. I think if you are comparing across to any other comparably priced like Sephora type brand, I think the quality is really, really good. If you're trading up from drugstore I don't know. I I don't know enough about drugstore products to say, like, is the quality that much better? So I can't opine. I really like Charlotte Tilbury's lipstick. I think nobody does a kind of your lips but better color than Charlotte Tilbury. I really like the Magic Cream, which is a moisturizer that is, I think, around $100. So not quite Augustine's butter prices. And I do have the Flawless Filter. I will admit that I do not use it all the time. So I have it. I use it sometimes, but it's not like an everyday product. It's like something I'm actually not positive how it's supposed to be used. I think it might be a primer that you put under your makeup. I usually put it over my makeup almost like a highlighter. And mm. I know like, for instance, like Blair Eadie, I don't know if she still does this, but when she came on the podcast, she, I think she uses it in place of foundation. Like she uses it everywhere. So oh, okay, it's like definitely a multitasker. I'm really bad at throwing out beauty products. So I've had mine for a while and I like haven't run out. So it's like it's not something that you're going to run through. Yeah, I I really like it. Like I think it is like a nice dewy highlighter type product. And for it's $46. I think that is worth it to me.
0: I have heard the L'Oreal. I think it's called Glotion (laughs) Hmm. is a good dupe. Okay. That helps anyone haven't tried it. What about ice rollers?
1: Yes, 100% worth it. And I'm going to tell you that an ice roller is so cheap. So I have a big ice roller from Amazon. It was $20. I looked last night. And then I have a small jade roller. And I can't tell you how much it is because it came with like an ice pack face mask. And the set of them together was $10.99. Yeah, I think an ice roller is so worth it. I don't use mine every day. But... If I'm hungover or if I'm very sleepy, I will use it. And I feel like it does make a difference in terms of the appearance of my face. And I think it's really soothing. I really like the jade one. And I I like to do the little end around my eyes. I think it's really nice.
0: You know, the last couple flights I've been on, I brought a jade roller. And I keep mine in the the freezer. Relaxing thing. No, I don't. I have an ice roller in the freezer, but not a jade roller. Do you think an ice roller is worth it? I like mine. I, you know, I used it when I had COVID. It was really soothing when I had a fever and I just felt kind of congested. However, sometimes I just see it there and it's like next to, you know, half of a frozen bell pepper. And I'm like, I don't know, that doesn't seem relaxing to me for some reason. So maybe I need one of those ridiculous beauty fridges or whatever. (laughs) Freezers. (laughs) But yeah, I think they're nice for the price point for sure.
1: What about Thrive Cosmetics Mascara?
0: All right. I have a lot of feelings about this Ooh. because for many years, this was my number one ultimate favorite mascara of all time. Bought it myself, purchased it myself. I had worked with them a couple times at Bustle, but like when I left, I just continued to buy it. No other mascara would compare. There's a couple things that make me like this less. The first thing is that you can only buy it on the Thrive website. So you can't go to Sephora. You can't, like, run in Sephora at the last minute and get it, which annoys me a lot. Do they have
1: it at Credo? I feel like I saw Thrive there.
0: Maybe. Maybe Ulta, but I actually think it might not even be at Ulta either.
1: Hmm.
0: Anyway, so I feel like I always need to replace mascara at the last minute. So I have a good dupe, which is Cali Ray's Hell or High Water mascara. It's a tubing mascara like Thrive, which... I love tubing mascara. I find it's so much easier to remove. The Heller high water one is more difficult than the Thrive to remove, but it also is slightly less smudge prone. But so it, I love it.
1: I can't tell in your your synopsis here. Do you only not recommend the Thrive mascara because of availability and that you can't get it offline? It's also a little expensive. It's $25. Okay, so you just generally like the other one better.
0: I would say I like the other one better only because I can buy it at Sephora. Got it. If they were both at Sephora, I'd probably continue to buy Thrive. Okay. But both great options, and I think the quality is excellent if you want to spend that much on a mascara.
1: Okay, let's move into the home category. I am so excited to hear your take. Is am the- nervous about this one. Is the always pan worth it at
0: $145? I'm going to have to say no.
1: Why? I found that it, it was not
0: nonstick at all. It also easily got stained and scuffed. I did really like the steamer basket. I found that very helpful for like soup dumplings or vegetables or whatever. I just... It didn't work for me. I, it just... I never reached for it. I had it in my cabinet for years and years. I always reached for my other pots
1: and pans. I mean, I think it's cute. It's very cute. This is something I'm going to say I noticed. It was all over the internet last year and the year before. I haven't seen one in so long. So I wonder if people were only shilling it because of commission rates or maybe it only works well at the beginning because I've I seen a lot less of this than I did at its peak.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree there. I think... It's also a strange size. Like, I think it's really good, for example, if you're in a studio, tiny apartment, you don't have that much room, you want to just store it on top of the stove, you're only cooking for yourself, I think it's fine. But, yeah, no. I would say pass if you have to make the decision. But, okay. All right. We're talking about Dyson again. Dyson vacuums this time, (laughs) which are apparently priced up to $800. I did not know this.
1: Okay. So It's like
0: the Tesla of vacuums.
1: So it's $350 to $800. So I want to talk about this not because I have one, but because I'm thinking of getting one. So I got a knockoff Dyson vacuum. I got a Tinco? Tyneco? I'm not sure. My friend Mm. Julie said that it was recommended in the mom Facebook group that she is part of, and it was, I believe, around $200. And so I bought it, and... It is not powerful at all. Like it is so ranky-dink. It does an okay job if you're just like, "Oh, let me just run this over a carpet that's not really got a lot on it, but it doesn't feel like it has the power that I want." So I'm thinking about buying the Dyson. I think there are Dyson stores. I don't know if there's one near me, but I like I want to try it in person, so I'm very curious if anyone else has a Dyson vacuum. And especially if they can compare it to the Tinco Tyneco one, if it's more mm. powerful. I How much know. was that one? I think it was like two hundred
0: okay. on Amazon. I have an LG cordless vacuum and I think it's priced similarly to the Dyson and I love it. It's oh. held up very well. It was my only request one year for Christmas for my parents was like a nice vacuum. And so my dad took it upon himself to do months of research on vacuums. And he was like, this one is rated higher than the Dyson. I think I might have even asked for a Dyson. And he was like, no, let me tell you what you're going to do. <laughs> so, I mean, I recommend it. I haven't personally tried the Dyson, but just an option throwing it out there.
1: I'd like to get a link to that in the show notes. I'd like to explore that. Yeah. I think I even wrote a story about
0: it for Apartment Therapy about how Apartment therapy, about how it made me enjoy cleaning again. Oh, okay. That's how passionate I was about it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so what about something we talk about a lot here on the podcast? Candles over $50. What's your take there?
1: I think yes, with an asterisk. Olivia already looks skeptical.
0: No, I wonder if it's because when I saw this, I had a take on it, which I think might be similar to what you're about to say.
1: Okay. Okay. So I would never have my everyday candle, my like, this is what I use on the reg candle be over $50 because it's too expensive. So my day-to-day candles are Brooklyn Candle Company, and I think they're around 25 So still expensive, not $50 per candle. I do think That there are certain candles. I don't think every candle over $50 is worth it, but I do think that there are certain expensive candles that are like a nice little luxury. And, you know, they make my house smell nice. They make me feel special. Like it's a nice little pick me up. So I do like it. I also like giving them as gifts, but I wouldn't say that that should be exclusively your candles. I will also say that as a person, I am. Quite sensitive to certain fragrance formulations, and I find that a lot of cheaper candles give me a headache. And so that's largely why I don't love a Bath and Body Works candle. I haven't tried every single one of them, so there might be exceptions to that. Um, same with a Yankee Candle. So in general, as somebody a little sensitive to certain, I don't know if it's additives or what it is, just like the concentration. I find that more expensive candles tend to not trigger that reaction. That makes sense. I think that's good advice. What did, What was your reaction slash what did you think my reaction was going to be? So I think if you're someone
0: who's not sensitive to smells and doesn't get headaches easily and all of that, I think there are so many candles that are less than $50 that are great, that it's almost really hard to buy something more than that for yourself. Although I agree there's something like really luxurious and nice about the experience of a more expensive candle.
1: It's all placebo effect. It doesn't actually make your life better. And it's branding
0: and all of that. Yeah.
1: So you could just like be like, this is my special candle and it could be from Target for $5 and it could still be special. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But
0: I think that's what makes a candle over $50, like the perfect gift, because it's one of those things that you're like, oh, that's delightful. But I would never buy that for myself, but I would like to own that. So kind of similar to what you said. I think they're like the supreme gifts for cozy people.
1: Before we review some more products, let's take an ad break.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was recently talking to a friend about therapy and they said something that was along the lines of, well, what if I don't want to do the things that the therapist tells me to do? What if I'm too scared to confront that workplace bully or have a tough conversation with a family member? And I totally get that question, but I'm really happy to report that therapy is very much not like that. It doesn't magically fix every issue in your life or give you some sort of strict rules or instructions on how to live your life, but it does help you understand yourself. And when you understand yourself, navigating life's challenges is that much easier, no matter what they are. It sounds really simple, but it's honestly so powerful.
1: And BetterHelp is such a good option when it comes to stress-free therapy. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable, convenient, and offers video and chat options so you don't have to worry about awkward waiting rooms or sitting in traffic.
0: I know that we all wish that life came with some sort of a how-to guide sometimes. I sure do. That is, (laughs) yeah, that is unfortunately not how things work. But therapists are trained to help you figure out the exact cause of those challenging emotions, and, and they can help you learn productive coping skills too, which means you can become that much better at moving through anything life has to throw at you.
1: All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire on BetterHelp to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash paper. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com paper.
0: Let's get into talking about some clothing. This first one is Skims, which I see you have an item listed here. I tried the Skims shapewear
1: when it first came out. Have you ever tried the Skims shapewear? No, I've heard it's not very shapy.
0: You receive it in the mail, you open it, and it literally looks as if it is made for uh, a borrower or some sort of an elf. It is so small. I mean, it is so small. Like, it is a foot in height and six inches in width, and then you are expected to put your body into it. And it does work, but you know, at what cost, I say? So not, not a fan of the shapewear personally, but tell me about the thongs that you have listed here.
1: Okay. So I just recently tried my first Skims product, and I've had such a positive experience with it that it has made me want to try other Skims products, and I'll tell you what is next on my list to try. So I tried the Fits Everybody Thong, which is three for $36, so $12 each. Despite the name Fits Everybody Thong, it is not a one-size-fits-all thong like Hanky Panky. It is sized. And it is kind of a very thin material that is kind of like seamless underwear, but it stays in place. So... Historically, I have been a very big fan of the airy real me underwear, which is they frequently do sales and they're 10 for 30. So they're $3 each. I've raved on this podcast about my $3 underwear. I've gotten so many friends hooked on them. The negative of this $3 underwear is that it wears out, the elastic in it wears out fairly quickly and then it falls down, (laughs) which is fine if you're wearing yoga pants. But like if you're wearing a dress, I was literally in Spain. And we were walking around one one day and I had this pair on and we were on this like deserted street and I was like, I need to take my underwear off. Like it is just falling down. I keep picking at it. Like it is, I just need to take these off and throw these out. Wow. So, you know, I think it's a great bargain, but they don't retain their value necessarily after you wear them for say six months. That's good to know. So I tried these Skims ones. I've only washed them a few times, so I cannot speak to the six month longevity of them. But after a few washes, they're holding up really well. I find that they're the kind of like thin, almost like you're wearing nothing underwear, but they stay in place and they don't fall down. Versus, nobody asked about this, but I would like to give a negative review to parade underwear. And oh, the butt part of that, the thong butt part of that is literally made of fucking razor blades.
0: What? I actually like parade thongs, but the sizing is totally off in my opinion. So I have the
1: high rise ones and maybe it's because of the high rise part, but it is like so in your butt and it's like the elastic is so uncomfortable. It literally feels awful.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I have two parade thongs. I love them. I sized up and I love them. I got my actual size and it was bad, but they one of them is now falling apart. Mm. So Hmm.
1: So I I think I'm a yes specifically on these underwear, but maybe also on Skims. And the next thing I want to try is I've been getting into bodysuits, mm. and I'm interested oh, well, in the trying. Place to go. Yeah, I'm interested in trying a Skims bodysuit. Please report back. Okay, tell me, Olivia, about Birkenstock clogs, which I know you recently bought for $120. Yes, that sounded I did. more accusatory than I meant it to. <laughs> I did spend 120 dollars. This sounded like a courtroom the like cars. the defendant spent $120 uh, on guilty, Gil dogs.
0: I did. I did. Okay, so I hunted these down. I found them at REI. You it's very hard to find the suede beige color in these. So there. first of all. I've never had a bad experience with Birkenstocks. Like, they are as comfortable as everyone says. And these are no exception. The suede is like butter. It is so soft, so comfortable. But there are a few negatives. One of which is that it gets a little steaming in there with the toesies. I won't mm. lie. It gets a little sweaty. And apparently it's going to be summer forever. It's like 70 degrees in November. So... I'm kind of looking forward to wearing them with like a chunky sock, though. I've been seeing some people do that, and I think it looks comfy. There's a little bit of sweatiness. That's pretty much it. Oh, and the suede. I got some sunscreen on them, and they are now stained. So the suede is a little sensitive. It's a little toasty.
1: With Birkenstock sandals, I know one of the big complaints is breaking them in. Does this have that same problem or it's not really an issue because it doesn't have the piece that goes across your foot?
0: No, there's no breaking in period, but I these are not like walk-all-day sandals. Got it. Because of how warm they are and also just there's no support whatsoever.
1: So where are you netting out? I can't tell. I like them. Okay. So recommend? I like them for like as part of a look, just
0: running errands. I would not wear them all day. Okay. I would not wear them walking miles. Okay. And yeah, so I think they're worth it if you can find them. Okay. What about Rothy's? That's another brand we get a lot of questions about.
1: Okay. Yes, for a certain style. So I feel like Rothy's is really known for their pointed ballet flats. Those look terrible on me. It is the shape of my foot, so this might be specifically a me problem, but it is so much toe cleavage. and. (laughs) A bad amount of toe cleavage on me, so those are a no from me. But I love their slip-on sneakers. They're so good. They're so good. They're one hundred and nineteen dollars. I got my first pair through a podcast sponsorship, and I didn't pay for them. I've since bought a new pair because I liked them so much, and my my old ones did get kind of dingy. So they're one hundred and nineteen dollars. These are all-day walking comfortable to me. Absolutely. I lived in them the first year of the pandemic. Like, it was the only shoe I wore. I have a black They're hair. They're so breathable. So nice. They are washable. I don't have a washing machine, and I don't think I can send them out with my laundry with care instructions to not dry them, because they are made of plastic water bottles, so I think they melt if you put them in the dryer. Oh, no. Um, so I, I, I don't really take advantage of that aspect, but I... I feel like I will continue to replace these forever, and they last yeah, pretty but, long. Like I think my first pair lasted for a year and a half or two years, and that's saying something because I this was deep pandemic where I was walking at least five miles a day.
0: Yeah, I partnered with them recently, but I g- agree with you. The slip on sneakers are just they're so stretchy too. Like they just feel flexible. They kind of mold to your feet. I, I really, really recommend them as well.
1: Me too. Let's get into the miscellaneous category. We have two last things to discuss before we get into some end matter. Away luggage.
0: Yes. So I get questions about my carry-on suitcase all the time. If you follow me, you know that I talk about the cow pack, like duffel as my personal item. But I've been using the Away rolling carry-on suitcase for maybe five years now. I think I received it when I was a beauty editor as part of some ridiculous over-the-top mailer. But anyway, I have used that thing on every single flight I've taken for the past five years, and I have had zero issues. And I have pushed it to the limits. So I do think that $295, and that's for the smaller carry-on, is excessive. But I mean, I've put it through the ringer and I've never had a problem. So I I can only recommend it if you're looking to invest.
1: I would second this. Also, I was just talking about this with a friend. They apparently have an incredible return policy where she broke it. I can't remember what she did. It was her own fault, admittedly. Mm -hmm. She broke it. It was like three years old, and she wrote into their customer service just to see, and they were like, yeah, we'll absolutely replace it. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Jake actually has one as well. And I know that my experience isn't an anomaly because he's never had any issues as well. And I'm like regularly like laying my body flat upon the suitcase to get it to zip and yeah, no issues. So I think worth it. Okay. So this is this next one is something that I only started taking advantage of probably in the past six months. So let's talk about airline lounge access. Where do you net out there?
1: Okay. So this is totally worth it. In a specific way. So I think there's two ways to do it. The first is you can just go to an airline lounge and pay for a day pass. And I think they're between like $30 and $50.
0: Yeah. Well, I've seen some up to like $150.
1: Oh, wow. okay. So that, I don't know if it's worth it. I think if I were somewhere with a really long delay, absolutely. If you're going to have like a meal and a couple drinks, then yeah, I think the lounge access is worth it. But like on a day-to-day, probably not. So I have lounge access through my credit card. And I have the Delta American Express Reserve credit card. And there is an annual fee. I think it might be $600 a year, which sucks. However, you get free lounge access I guess there's like four main perks, and I think the culmination of those four perks does make it worth it to me. So it's you get the lounge access, you get a yearly free companion ticket for a domestic flight. So oh, nice, you can just like bring somebody for free along with you. It does have the MQD waiver, which means in order to get status, you don't have to hit the dollars. You only have to hit the miles, which in my opinion are easier to hit. So it enables me to get platinum status, which with platinum status, I get upgrades to first class. And then also with platinum status, you get a free choice benefit. And I always pick the regional upgrade certificates. And so that means you can use them for upgrades to first class on flights where you don't get upgraded and especially on the routes that are like New York to LA where you never get upgraded. I think that's super worth it. So for somebody who travels a lot, like the culmination of those four things is totally worth $600 a year for me if you don't fly as often they might not be worth it to you. And also, I would say with lounge access, in New York, the JFK and LaGuardia lounges are really nice. I've been in Delta lounges that are super shitty before in other airports. So I think it also depends on your specific home airport.
0: Yeah, definitely. I've been in a few questionable (laughs) ones before.
1: Yeah, like if they were like, this is $50, I would be like, no, thank you. It does
0: save you money, though, because if you have a super long layover, And you inevitably are just drinking and eating to pass the time. I mean, that adds up very quickly. Very, very quickly.
1: So that is our summary of what is and is not worth it. I hope this was helpful. I hope it was interesting. Happy holiday shopping. I hope you share your thoughts on a Dyson vacuum with me.
0: Yeah. Honestly, share your thoughts on all of these. I'm really curious to see people's very hot takes on everything.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see the Facebook group thread about this episode. But we're not done yet because we have some end matter.
0: Let's <laughs> tell me about your obsession. It just makes me laugh to read. Olivia. In that line.
1: I, oh, I'm really excited about this. I was going to say it's the thing I'm most excited for, but I guess that would probably be selling my book in this episode. However, product wise, the number one product I have to recommend to you are Tiny Tongs. Tiny Tongs. Tiny Tongs.
0: Tiny tongs, is that trademarked or is this just the very small tongs?
1: Very small tongs. Okay. So I don't go in hard for Prime Day. I think I was in Spain on Prime Day. I saw somebody posted this set of tongs and it was like Papa tongs, Mama tongs, and Baby tongs. So it was three you were like, this I must have. Yeah, it was like $11 for the set of three and I was like, gotta have it. Um, because I feel like my tongs are always dirty. I use tongs so much, especially with my air fryer. I feel like yeah. I'm constantly using tongs. The pair that I'm reaching for the most is the tiny tongs. I How love tiny them. are we talking? I would say they're maybe like eight
0: inches. Okay, so they're not like... No, do you want to see them? Yeah, sure. Okay. Because I'm picturing very tiny tongs.
1: Hi, I'm back. This is my QVC infomercial. I brought oh, all. I have. I have the same tongs. I brought all three pairs. So I have them. Here are like the standard tongs, and then for comparison, here are the tiny tongs.
0: Okay, so I have these same exact tongs. You we have are, the tiny tongs. No, I don't have the tiny ones. I have the big and the medium. For some reason, the tiny one has eluded me.
1: Whew, you which are is a missing out.
0: Those are the best tongs though and they have the little thing in the end that like grips them so they like stay in place.
1: Yeah, I love them. And I really like the tiny tongs as a serving vehicle. They're my favorite. I don't know how I lived without tiny tongs. I'm getting so much use out of them. And I mean, for the whole set being $11, I guess this is like 350? Great use of 350.
0: It's great. It's like when I discovered the really tiny narrow spatulas for getting stuff out of like jars.
1: Ooh, I have not discovered those yet. Life-changing.
0: How to add it right next to the tiny tongs.
1: I like smaller utensils anyway. Like I, I would rather die than use a large This is not the first spoon. time we've talked about this on the I podcast. I know. I know. I really don't like full-size utensils. I like tiny bowls too. Anyway, enough about me. What are you obsessed with?
0: I'm obsessed with men's big and tall sweatpants on Amazon, specifically Champion brand.
1: We both so- brought some random things for obsessions today you went small I went big but
0: but yeah so I love sweatpants I love loungewear I've always loved the idea of having like gigantic sweatpants or sweatshirts and I was never that girl who like was like swimming in her boyfriend's clothing like you know it's like a dress the t-shirt is a dress whatever so I was like you know what screw it so I went on Amazon I was like I'm ordering the the tallest and the biggest sweatpants I can find and I found I found these and I ordered them in, like, I think a 3X tall and then a 4X. The 4X, I swear to God, go all the way to my neck. That's how Ooh. high-waisted they are. And You it's could have been great. sweatpants for Halloween. But I walk around and they're actually falling off me, which I'm like, this is a unique experience. But I was just so sick of, like, my ankles being exposed in the sweatpants, which sounds like I'm trying to be modest. But what I really mean is, like, I just wanted full coverage. So highly recommend. Great quality. Enjoy. Great. Wear them and use your tiny tongs.
1: Big pants, little tongs. <laughs> Maybe that should be the episode name. <sighs> okay. What
0: about books? What did you read? So I finished A Lady's Guide to Fortune Hunting by Sophie Irwin. Have you heard of this? I have heard of it. I did not like it. Oh. I. It was fine, but I was expecting smut. <laughs> oh, okay. Because, you know, Regency books are... Typically that, and I got instead just like a very wholesome story.
1: Is it like so? My interpretation, based on the name and what I know about it, is that it's like Victorian national treasure. Oh no! It's, oh okay.
0: <laughs> it took me a minute, and I was like, "Oh, I know why you would think that." I like looked at the title again. No, it's it's basically a, a woman who needs to find a rich husband. Oh. Uh, to save her family, and it's like a romance, but. Didn't do it for me. It probably would for some people. If you, like, don't like smut, maybe you'll enjoy this. But not not for me. But I think it would be for someone. So. Okay. To each their own. What about you?
1: I also have a recommendation that underwhelmed me. So I guess it's not a recommendation. I feel like I'm getting too candid.
0: Not everything can be tiny tongs, Becca.
1: <laughs> not everything is tiny tongs. And for me, The Heart Principle by Helen Wong was not tiny tongs. Um. <laughs> So this book, I,
0: I feel like this is going to become our like ra- ranking system. Is it tiny tongs on a scale of zero to tiny tongs? How much did you like
1: it? It oh, was God. it was not a tiny tong. So this book came highly recommended by so many people. It came out last year. It is her third book in kind of an an unconnected series that started with The Kiss Quotient, which was such a big book, and then The Bride Test was the second one. And people specifically said this was the best one. So I bought it and it sat in my TBR pile for a really long time. It's about a violinist with a symphony orchestra who kind of can't play after she goes viral. She breaks up with her boyfriend, decides to go have revenge sex with a stranger from a dating app, and meets this guy She just wants to have a one night stand. But of course, it's turns out to be more complicated than that. This I think this is a me problem. It was a very formulaic romance. And I was so bored. It was well written. I could identify that it was well written. It was interesting. Like the protagonist is dealing with a diagnosis of autism. And so there was an interesting B story. I really liked the male love interest in it a lot. And I just I could not get it up for this book.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: I just was was like... not
0: expecting you to say that. I
1: was (laughs) was just like, meh. I think this is, you know, I think this is that I overdosed on romances. And so... It happens. I, I can't... I couldn't... I finished it. I liked it. But it was not in any way exceptional to me. All right. Well, better luck next time. Better luck next week. We do have our November book club coming up at the end of the month. And we are reading... The Cloisters by Katie Hayes, which is a atmospheric mystery that is all over the internet right now. It is. I'm so excited for everyone to read it. It is about a, a woman who graduates from college and gets a job working for the Met Museum, and she gets stationed to the Met Cloisters, which is this kind of weird actual museum uptown, and she gets sucked into all of the staff drama, and she also gets sucked into the search for the world's first tarot deck. And so, you know, there is that, like, creepy mystery part. There's, like, a historical Treasure hunt piece. It really checked all the boxes for me. I read this when I had COVID in France and picked up a bunch of books and nothing was holding my attention. And this one I read in a day. I'm looking forward to reading it. In the meantime, come to the Facebook group. Tell us what you think of any of the products that we talked about today. I will be curious to see opinions. And follow us on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. And I also have a newsletter. That is at the link in bio that you can sign up for. We'll have Maddie put in the show notes too.
0: I'm going to sign up for that. Great. As soon as possible. And I'm at Olivia Mentor on Instagram.
1: And she's she's two tiny tongues. (laughs) I like her a lot. (laughs) Oh, wow. Thanks so much. Okay, bye. Bye.
0: (laughs) Wow, that was fun.
1: Now I'm just tiny-tonging at you. I'm like holding them like my own lobster pincers. I did a tiny-tong song
0: while you were gone, and then I realized you couldn't hear me. Tiny-tongs, tiny-tongs. Tiny-tiny-tongs.